Hello, April Rose Speaking listeners. It's another episode of the April Rose Speaking Podcast. Now, um, yeah, I have to tell you guys that I'm kind of nervous about this podcast. I've thought about this podcast. I've went back and forth about this podcast. And of course, this is the motherhood season. And I've talked about pregnancy. I've talked about friendships and motherhood. And I even spoke with my baby girl, Shania. But this really wouldn't be a full season if I didn't get the queen bee on here the mother of all mothers, the mother, which is my mother, Loretta Charlton. And she is the person that, you know, when I first opened my eyes in this world is the first person I saw who taught me um, to be who I am. The April Rose that you know today, very strong. I take care of my children. I'm very take charge. Um, And I want the world to know who raised me. And it's of course my mom, Loretta Charlton. How are you today, mom? Mom, how are you? Fine. Fine. (laughs) This is why people that I'm nervous because my mom is (laughs) very unpredictable, but I think she'll do well. She'll get through this podcast. So mom, I have a series of questions. All you got to do is listen and answer them and they're going to be straightforward. So I do have a good question, the very first one, and it's an easy question. Mom, how old were you when you first became a mother and do you think it affected the way you raised your children? How old were you when you had your first child? Um, 27. So do you think it affected the way you raised me, Bryson and Ashley? compared to if you was like 17 or 21 like did 27 really make a difference with you and how you raised your kids um yes why do you think at 27 it's different than being like 20 or a teenager because I lived a little and partied a little you lived a little and partied a little. And then how did it feel when you first became a mom? Was it hard? Like when you gave birth to me, which was your first child, was it hard to transition from being a single woman to being a mom? Yes. Why? I never knew that. I thought, you know, you raised me so well. Why was it hard? Because I know it's not about me no more. You know, it's about giving this person this love. I had to give myself to you. You know, I'm not selfish no more. And when I wasn't pregnant, it was all about me. You know? What I want to do. What I want to wear. Where I want to go. What I want to do. But now, since I had you, I had to think about my babies. Well, that makes sense. And I I think you did it so well to the point that I never even knew that it was something that was hard for you to do. Like, I thought you was going to say, oh, no, it was easy. It was so So I really never knew that. But you did it so well. I guess you had this whole talk with yourself and you did a really, really good job with me, Bryson and Ashley. But, you know, looking back on raising us, is there one thing that you think that you did really well? And then is there something that you think you could have done better? So what do you think you did really good and my siblings? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just was. I just made sure that to let y'all know how important education is to take care of yourself. That's why you go to school to learn to teach your kids. So, hey, just telling you about learn life, observe life. You know, like I tell my granddaughter, look around, observe stuff. Just think I taught y'all that. I think you taught us to be what you're saying is you taught us to be self-sufficient yeah and go go to school graduate get a job take yeah, care of yourself, yourself. yeah and teach that's your... what I heard just graduate you gotta take care of yourself right? yeah so what do you think you could have did better when you now that you're at the age you are all your kids are out of the house you're an empty nester what do you think you could have did better um Probably not work second shift like I did. I agree. I totally Second agree. shift. And I could have been there to take y'all to the Keenum Hall more. You know. Mm-hmm. Feed y'all spiritually too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was yeah. working and then I missed out on a lot of y'all programs at school you know because I was working second but yeah when I think about that when we raising my kids I'm like oh I don't see how mom works second shift like you have to be on your kids like I just yeah. can't envision myself working second shift with kids in the house but we did it and we made it through and of course I was very responsible so you did kind of have me on your team to kind of help a little bit out I think I was a pretty good teenager. Yeah, you was. You was my little helper. But (laughs) there was a reason why I went on second, but I don't want to get into all that. Right. (laughs) Which, which, which I will, but you, you, me and Shania kind of talked about it in the last podcast. But anyways, why do you think me and your relationship changed? I feel it changed a lot. Why do you think? Because I feel like you stopped loving Jehovah. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's all about what you want to do. So and okay. you want to live your life. It can't nobody tell you nothing. But then when you was loving Jehovah, you I could tell you something, and you listen more. Mm-hmm when you was into this spiritual thing you you had a calmer spirit demeanor yeah mhm you was it, you you was to me more patient kind mm-hmm. observing and now you kind of get sassy angry frustrated quick now to me Well, you remember when I was trying to write in cursive? Yeah, that what was happened? funny. You said I never learned how to do it, Mom, and I said yes, you will. Yeah, right. you'll learn how to do it. And I think that same feeling that I had then is the same feeling, really, that I have now in life. When I get hit up against a wall and I can't see past it, I get really frustrated with myself. Yeah, 
and instead of relaxing and I don't love Jehovah any less but I really feel our relationship changed because you know Goldie Hawn and she have her daughter who's an actress yes I read an article and I think Goldie Hawn said that the mother-daughter relationship is really hard because a mother wants to raise their daughter the same way from when their daughter was five, when their daughter was 15, but their daughter turns 21, 30, 40. And it's really hard to just let go and let your child make those mistakes sometimes because you've been through life and you want to stop them, right? That's true too. So I feel, I don't think, because I read that article and I was like, that's kind of how me and mom is. And I don't want to do that to Shania, but you sometimes make me feel like I don't care about Shania. But I feel the more that I say, Shania, don't do that. Don't do that. She turns the other way and does it like faster. And I know one of the biggest things you hated the most was for me to marry Andre. And I feel a lot of times that was the number one thing like you really, really pressured me on. Like, you know, I had the relationship with Javon, Shania's dad and my other relationship with artists, but that one, you really, really was on me, right? Yes. And that really did something to me because it was like you were overtaking my life. You would just come over when we would argue and you would come in the house and I think I just rebelled and it bit me in the butt because you was right from the beginning. But I think I held on longer to that relationship just to prove something, you know? So anyways, I don't love Jehovah any less. I love him still the same, but I do feel our relationship changed a lot. And I feel a lot has to do when me and Shania talked about this because she said the number one thing that she was frustrated with me about was my marriage to Andre. And I feel the number one thing I got frustrated when I was a teenager growing up with you was dad. Because I envisioned your life being different, not being with an alcoholic, being with somebody that loved you, being with somebody that was going to take you and travel, you know, tell you you was beautiful every day instead of arguing about the bills and alcohol and him losing his jobs. It was so disheartening. And a lot of that stuff I internalized, really. Like, I sit down here in New Orleans and it's like, I saw that stuff and I didn't want to go that route, but it's hard not to be something that you saw every single day. Even though I went to the Kingdom Hall and I knew Jehovah, I still saw you get up and go to work. I still saw you raise your kids, get us dressed, tell us you love us, tell us to keep going. I do all those things. But at the same time, you know, you love dad. And I love the men I was with. So there's good and bad things that I think I pick up and I get angry with myself because feel like I learned good stuff but I feel like the bad stuff that you did I think I took that on too so that's why I'm far away because I'm trying to refocus and not make that mistake again and you still trying to keep your eye out to make sure I'm not making that mistake and I'm trying hard not to and I told Shania that you know I don't want her to make the same mistake I did and I don't want Jayla Andrew and Aiden I mean do you think I'm trying hard to do that yes I do I really do, because you really try better than me, I think. Hey, I want something different for my kids. And once you put your mind to it, you will do it. That's what I really like about you. Oh, I really love that. 
Yeah, so I don't want you to be worried in Indiana because I am still, you know, I'm going to make mistakes because I'm a human. But one thing you never have to worry about is me not loving Jehovah. I just have a lot more pressure on me from when I was a teenager. I mean, I have four kids. I hope you understand that, that I'm not the same person from when I was a teenager. I didn't, you, you were like, okay, mom, yes, mom, everything you say, mom, I'm going to do, I'm going to make you proud. I don't think I could do that. My priorities are different. I have kids now, right? Yeah, you're right. And they, like you say, they're my priority. That's what's number one. So I can't make my kids happy and you happy. And myself, really, I need to put myself first after Jehovah. Then my kids. I have to be happy. But, like I said, now that you're an empty nester, like, girls who are thinking about having a baby, who may be pregnant right now, who may not have a mom like you, who you know, are on them and tell them the right and wrong way of life. Like, do you have any advice for a mother out there who might be afraid of this whole motherhood thing? Do you have any advice for them to calm them down? Yes. What would you tell about this this baby that you're going to have? Like, this journey? That their life is not over. And it might sound corny. But I do believe if you put God first in your life, hey, you can do it. That's the way I feel about life. I think God is like food for your soul and your mind. And it calms you down. Because you know that stuff ain't going to always be like this. I think that's a good answer. I just, you know, really admire women who may not have, like, the best upbringing. We, we have examples, probably even in our family, who their mom wasn't around, but they ended up being, like, a really good mom to their kids. You've seen examples like that, right? Like, I really yes. admire that because when I raise my kids, like, literally, I think about my childhood and say, what would my mom have done? What did my mom do? So for a female who's about to have a baby and and they didn't have the best upbringing I mean the best advice I would have to say is trust yourself and just make sure your children are safe at all times you know just make sure they're safe because I think that's a big regret about a lot of women that they didn't make sure that their kids was safe and they could have got molested because they were trying to put themselves first and go to the club or you know you just have to make sure all around that your kids are safe and I think you made sure me Bryson and Ashley was safe at all times and I really appreciate that because when I look at me and my friends like a lot of them was molested a lot of them was abused and none of that stuff happened to me, Bryson or Ashley. So I think you did a really good job at making sure your kids were safe. And number one, I always make sure that my kids didn't, like you say, spend the right. night with people. Yes. You know, because I didn't, you know, I don't know. I might know them, but I don't know if they have a crazy mm-hmm. brother, a crazy cousin that come over there, you know. That's why I kind of kept my kids I rem- at home. I remember, remember mm-hmm. when Deidre had that slumber party and I cried and cried and cried to go yeah. over there. And that party wasn't even yeah. as cracked up what I thought, you know, it, it wasn't it's what I, it was cracked yeah. up to be, you know, to just stay at night. And I think about yeah. that, like, it's really not worth letting your kids go over people's house and just stay there because it's 
especially now that was yeah. like 20 30 years ago like now it's even worse yeah yeah so that's why i always say you know you gotta be careful where you let your kids spend the night or go like you say especially this day and time now it's quite right. different well do you think it was a good idea of me having a podcast why? yes because you're a good talker and he likes to talk and hey to help other people out you know and that's all I always look for you at you always love helping I really out. do and sometimes it's to the detriment of myself like right like you're like April you really need to focus nah, on you're yourself. right but it's something in me because of and Jehovah. Think, you know, I went and knocked on those doors and I always yeah. felt that was like the most freeing time yeah. in my life when I was helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm and still, you that, still way, that way, which way. means I you really love- need to go back to the Kingdom Hall and get back to where I originally started. Because honestly, this is where I got my wisdom from. I'm like, where do I know all of this stuff from? Like, why do I make sense to people? And it's because of Jehovah. I, I was trained yes. just like Jesus was at the tabernacle when he was the little boy in there around the grown people. Like, I feel that was me. Like, I was just soaking all of that stuff in. I didn't know why. I, yeah. it, 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 it probably didn't make sense to me, but I was just listening to it. And now it just comes out. And I can't help but yeah. be myself. People are like, you're just too nice. You just like, you know, you, you, do, you do stuff and it... it I just like helping people. I really do. And so this podcast kind of helped calm me. It calms my nerves. If I feel sometimes like I don't have nobody to talk to, I could just talk to the world because all we could do is just put goodness in the world. Say number one, just get back to over. That's the main thing because then I can really keep it coming. Yeah. Well, is it anything else? It's the end. I usually have my podcast 20 or 30 minutes and it went past that fast. So is it any last words that you want my roses to hear? There's men out there. There's women out there that listen to my podcast every week. Is there anything else that you would like them to know about my mom? Yeah. Anything else do you want the world to know? Hey get into that bible you'll find all the answers i think that's no other truer statement that that could be said but i love you mom i just want the world to know how much i love my mom i knew i was going to do this podcast i don't think i would not have done this season without you being on this episode um because you've encouraged me so much like i said at me they're looking at you if anybody hearing me in the world they hear Loretta Charlton and that's what I'm gonna give to you today I love you mom I love, I you, love so you too April. I miss you too I'm gonna see you soon <laughs> and April Rose speaking listeners this is the end of the episode make sure that you look for me on Instagram Facebook Spotify you could google my podcast and of course the anchor app Please listen to all of my episodes. This is the end of my second season. I will be taking a small break, but I will be back next season. I love you guys. Get caught up on all the episodes and I'll see you in season three. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, Roses. So you just heard the episode, um, Motherhood and Speaking with My Mom, Loretta Charlton. So pretty interesting podcast. Every time I'm in the middle of a podcast, because I really don't practice them, I just kind of want to jump in because I want it to be authentic. And uh, every time I'm in the middle of a podcast, I always pull something out of it that I really wasn't expecting. And while I was, you know, completing that interview with my mom, it really made me realize that I do need to continue um, my spiritual growth more because I've I've moved away from Jehovah. You know, I've married people who were not Jehovah's Witnesses and just kind of fighting this battle of having that relationship that's pr- pretty much like unevenly yoked because we kind of didn't serve the same God, even though um, they were Christian. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, we have so many practices as far as going door to door and going to our meetings and studying the Watchtower. Like really, when I was growing up, honestly, like I felt the most free and I really thank my mom for introducing that religion to me because she raised me so well, but not only did she raise me well, well, the cherry on top was me learning about Jehovah. So yeah, that's like the number one thing I pulled, um, out of that interview. And I try to be transparent in all of my interviews and it just really hit me that I just really need to get back to that. Um, I enjoy this podcast because it's an outlet to wear kind of like an extension. Um, because when I was a teenager, I would actually go door to door, um, and talk to people with the watchtowers and the awakes and teach them about Jehovah and the purpose of life. And so this podcast to me feels like an extension of that. Um, so my mom, she did really, 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 really well. Um, my mom's a very interesting person. Anyone who knows her, like when they see me, they're like, how is your mom doing? Because she makes you laugh. She makes you feel good. Um, I've learned so many things and kind of like what I told her, I learned good things and bad things. And of course we all have that chance to change a lot of generational cycles, especially in the African-American community. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go on with in our community um, that we're trying to break the cycle of. And a lot of things are on the emotional side. And like she said, she worked second shift. So a lot of times if I had a hard day at school or if there was something bothering me, I didn't have her right there because she was trying to take care of the bills. And another part that she really didn't bring out in the podcast, but I will, she worked second shift to kind of get away from my father because um, he was an alcoholic and she had to continue to work and pay the bills. So her way to operate and go through life was not to be so close to him to stop arguing in front of her kids, but yet she's able to pay the bills. So she felt it's kind of like a regret that she has because she wasn't able to emotionally be there for us. She probably couldn't verbalize that, but that's what she was trying to say. So sometimes we make these decisions, these selfish decisions, which I feel that was a selfish decision of hers. And I've made selfish decisions, you know, based on me raising my kids. So I don't fault her. She did the best that she could, but we have to stop these generational cycles. Um, that we learn and I you know the number one thing I want to say is more emotional be there emotionally for your kids if you're angry calm yourself down if corny as it sound count to 10 I count to 10 like I yell at my kids I'm not gonna say I don't because I do and I get frustrated and I have two little boys that are stair step and they're bouncing off the walls I scream I yell you know and they see the anger in my face but I have to calm down and you know what I'm not big and I'm not too big on myself because I apologize to my kids. I tell them that I'm sorry and they and they genuinely know that I am sorry. You know, 
I don't want to make my kids feel that I'm the end all be all and I know everything because I totally don't. I totally don't. So number one thing, emotional to your kids and be empathetic with them and to them and for yourself. Forgive yourself. Mommies out there, please forgive yourself. That's what I want you to do. All this mom guilt is we live in a man's world and a lot of the responsibilities fall on us and people are not raising their sons to to own up to their responsibilities and say, hey, when you make a child, no matter if you're with the woman or not, you're going to be a father to that child. And if that woman is trying to keep you from your children, then you take those steps and you go to court and you get your kids or you fight for half custody. You just continue to fight for those kids if you lay down and you have those kids. So we have to understand that as mothers, one, don't keep our kids away from their fathers because you're angry with them. Share that child with your with their father as as long as he has a safe environment for them. And number two, just forgive yourself because it's a lot of pressure. You know, even if you're married, there's a lot of pressure. Make sure you're taking time with your spouse and especially taking time with yourself and have a spiritual side to yourself or a spa day or a self-care or self-love day or, you know, whatever it is. But like I said in the podcast, I will be taking a little bit of time off and hopefully in season three, I'll be back and better. So enjoy this time. Make sure you get caught up on all the episodes and I will talk to you in season three. Have a good day, roses. I love you all. Bye.